Before we begin this episode, a quick message from our friends at Impolite Society. Hey Laura, can I ask you kind of a rude question? That's what we're here for. This is Impolite Society, the podcast that explores the topics you've been told not to talk about. That's right. We explore cultural taboos, morbid curiosities, and the stuff you should probably know by now. So join us as we ask the questions your mom told you never to ask. Like, how much do you make? The questions you're dying to know the answers to but are too afraid to ask. Like, is it normal to spy on your spouse? And the questions you never knew you needed the answers to. Like, why is animated porn so popular? (laughs) New episodes come out every other Monday, and you can find Impolite society wherever you get your podcast so buckle in and let's discuss the topics that won't fly in polite society and now on with the show Hello, and welcome to the Pedro and Banana Podcast. Hello, Hannah Banana. Hello, you're getting posher with these. I know. <laughs> Should I do a different hey! intro? I'll do a different one. I'll do a Cockney one. Okay. Hello, welcome <laughs> to the Anna Pedro <laughs> Podcast. Wow. Uh, right. I think I might prefer the posher one. Yes. <laughs> Better believe it's it, more darling. It's just the random accents that keep coming out. You better the believe it. Wonderful, terrifying. Look at this girl I'm doing a podcast with. She loves it. Wow. Well, you asked for it. <laughs> no, I don't think you I said, did. Well, what do you want then? What, what accent shall I do? No, that's fine. You you right, just mix it up every week. It was well. just the fact that we'd gone from hey to hello. <laughs> Hello, turn into Radio 4. I, I never know what I'm going to do. No. I never know until it drops. Then I just go with the flow. Go with the flow. It's a yeah. bit like you making me do the bit at the beginning. Crazy goes everywhere, you know. I never know where it's going to take me. No. Just let it take me. Well, you nearly had Ghostbusters instead of the Adams Family, but I thought, mm, mm. I don't have to sing as much doing Adams Family. That's good work, but mm. I think you need a better... I can't click very well, can I? Da-da-da-da. See, why da, da, don't da, you da, do it? You're an idiot. You literally make me do it every time, but when you do a repeat of what I've done, you do it better. Money, 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 money. This week on the podcast, we are talking about the paranormal. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone hear me? Tap three times. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the paranormal, aren't we, Hannah? We are. Which is something that's very close to your heart because you buy all that shit. Um, it's close to my heart because <laughs> for loads of reasons, actually. I don't buy into anything in particular, but I you don't love want to paranormal. believe that there's nothing. Don't you love the paranormal. You love it. Yeah, it's. I do love it, to be fair. Well, there you go, then. 
then you know more, more, do but you. not from not from Stick. a I believe in this everybody should believe in it and this is what it is and this is it's not it's more like wow this is actually interesting imagine if this was real or imagine if this actually is it right so like, let's start at the bottom do you believe in ghost henna I believe in energy you believe in energy uh-huh residual well, energy you, you've got a car you can run I mean yeah <laughs> believe in energy as well we're doing we're doing this whole energy. podcast using something called electricity. Yeah, yeah. Like residual energy. Like we've had this conversation before. If you if you you can leave like an imprint when you go. So you can is leave that a ghost? In the well, it depends because I would say that a ghost would actually be able to function independently. In terms of like, if you had a conversation with a ghost, they could actually answer your questions. So, like, if I was asking a question, they could actually answer it with a direct answer. Uh-huh. I feel like sometimes if you watch any paranormal shows or anything like that where they're trying to dispute it or find out what's going on, mm-hmm. they'll ask a generic question and they might get an answer back on any one of their tools that they have. But it could be, like, an echo from times past of another conversation that was going on in that room from so long ago. Define echo. That's what what, (laughs) I thought I kind of did. It's like, say, okay, so if you and I are having this conversation now. Yeah, and And then I'm dead. And then we're both dead. We're both dead. And in like 40 years time, someone decides that there's ghosts in this house. Yeah. They'd come and they'd be like, can anyone hear me? You know, like all those questions. And if we, if, if they were just moved into the right point in time they could hear this conversation we're having now and one of my answers to you maybe is what they get they pick up on and it will come through the so they be like oh i'm being, i come in this house and there's like a yeah there's spirits in here somebody some somebody died in here and what what are you getting what are you getting i'm getting da 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 i feel like any paranormal investigator would be super happy if they got anything even remotely that long. Really? Yeah, they don't. You so don't like pick word. up on loads of stuff. They'd know. You can. There's quite often full. So where they'd be like, oh, um, I'm getting, I'm getting Cockney because I said the word Cockney. Yeah, no. So they would pick up on things like that because um, I've watched. One. Would they miss off the knee and just get cock? <laughs> Is it that short? <laughs> I'm getting cock. Where do we go, Hannah? It's possible. But you're talking about a psychic or a medium, though, when you say What are you that. talking about? I'm talking about people going in with, like, EMF detectors and, you know... What, recording record- it? Yeah, recording There's things. no recordings. There are recordings. What? Well, there's recordings of something from the past. Yeah. No, there's. There are. What, like someone who's dead? Yeah. And then they've... And then... Does someone's come in with a special Ghostbusters recorder <laughs> and they've recorded the, a conversation that was never recorded... See, this is what I find really interesting. That's this is why I want to. That's why I'm interested in the paranormal because that's more from a scientific point of view. You know, parapsychologists will go in with all of the tech. They'll go in with full spectrum cameras. They'll go in with DMF. They'll go in with SB7 boxes. They go in with everything. What is this stuff? (laughs) An SB7 box is a spirit box. Spirit box. I hate the sound of a SB7 box though. Have you heard them? It's like they flick an SP7 box. I'm sure it is this one. They flick through um, radio frequencies 
in like 0.0 something seconds or 0.5 seconds they flick through um radio frequency so it's a bit like white noise so it just sounds like uh no it's like oh but really 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 loud and then because it's flicking through, like white noise yeah but because it's flicking through uh-huh. those radio frequencies super quickly you can imagine so it's like jumping all these different radio channels that loads of people are using and functioning on uh-huh. you can't you can't make anything out of them it's picking up a point second oh that's a really but good horror film called white noise then, we must remember okay, to look we'll for it that. we tried to find it before and we couldn't find it oh, yeah. it's really good forgot about that yeah it's michael it's michael keaton is it michael keaton is that his name yeah yeah and it, you, you can't find I've it totally anywhere i've forgotten about that oh, one. it's a really good film we are getting into horror yeah. films they are good well we, that's what you're talking about that kind of so the sb7 box yeah so it's the what's this how come you know the, the model number and all that what are you are you buying this freak- have you bought one <laughs> no, have you got this somewhere no but i told you before I, at one point in my life i wanted to be a parapsychologist so you bought all the kit no, where is all this ghost shit you kit. bought no, where I is this stuff off the kit what do you mean you know of the kit? Where I've is it? I've seen it. Where is used. it? Where have you stored it? I don't have one. <laughs> Where have you stored it? Have you got the suit with the f- fucking <laughs> Yeah, I have it? the Ghostbusters uniform. I'd love it. To be did. fair, I actually have pyjamas. Oh, my God. I have pyjamas. If you pulled up to work in that car. <laughs> I have pyjamas on me, me. <laughs> I do have a pair of pyjamas, like a black top that says, who are you going to call? And it's got a ghost on the front and then my shorts say Ghostbusters. <laughs> Oh good, oh good. And what about all the other shit you got that you're just talking about no, now? I don't Where know is any that? Of that? But you didn't get, let me finish my conversation about this box because it's clever. Was it called the SP 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 seven SP seven Yeah, spirit box. But it's oh, like spirit box. It's like, it jumps through. I hate you. Spirit it jumps through. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna get the six. Like super quickly, like the six wasn't as good. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That noise is like those every few seconds. So in theory, there should be no words or sentences being able to be like be formed over the top of it. So because it's jumping over those radio stations that quickly and those radio channels that fast. What do you mean? Like, like I'm gonna have to play from it for Kiss you. To Virgin, I'm gonna make you. What, what are you talking about? It could about? do, yeah, but in 0.5 seconds. What? So, so what, you would only radio, get so, so one. But radio is too long people to are talking on radio frequencies yeah. now. Yes, but if it's going through it, flipping channels that yeah. quickly, no word should come out from it. No sentence should come out from it, but they do. Four gonna, words and four sentences. Are you going to knock over that water? Because um, you keep swinging your arm around, there's a glass of water um, right in front of you. I don't, don't know. I think you're going to knock it over. Um, hold on. Yeah, get that out of the way. You're a mentalist. I don't know if that's safer or not. You smash up everything. I know. We've, I've already Terrible. smashed one of these glasses. Can't even remember how if we you get did. killed, it'll be because something you did. No, no. Yeah, spit. That's what they, they say. You're you're jinxing us. You're going to knock over the water on the electrical <laughs> equipment. We'll both be electrocuted by our headphones. <laughs> then they're going to come and, and investigate our death. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a. I love the so idea. So weird. Of that. They die. No, Hannah. Who likes the <laughs> idea of being electrocuted and dying just so your SP seven can be put to good use? SP oh, SP SP seven. Sorry. I really what like other the equipment concept. you got. What I really other equipment? Like, I don't what else is it? You got the wand. I like wand. Yeah, the backpack with the wand. Does it come with the wand or, or is it just the backpack? Is that the Ghostbusters thing? <laughs> I've never actually seen Ghostbusters. Have you got what? I've never seen it. <laughs> I never actually have seen Ghostbusters. Either version. What? <laughs> yeah. 
You've never seen the original Ghostbusters? No. Isn't it Bill Murray in it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Where have you been? Who needs the fake one when you lived at home with a dad who was a medium? You don't even know who Slimer is? <laughs> no, I have no clue. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I can forgive. I just can't forget. Yeah, I know. I'm not watching it again. I've watched it you know, too many times in my life, but... Mm. Yeah, what about Gremlins? You've seen Gremlins? No. You've never seen Gremlins? No, but you've got to understand, I've not... Wait a minute, you've never seen Gremlins? Have you seen Jaws? Yes, I've seen Jaws. I had oh, to study that for fuck. year 11. Thank fuck. I had to study the book and... Is it a book? No, the film. It's a film. I don't yeah, know I if it's a book. I had to study it. I can't remember. I don't even know what I was studying it for, but I know it was year 11. We're going to so need a bigger boat. Yeah, I definitely watched it. But I never watched anything scary. Right. Up until Including recently. Disney. Well, yeah. You never watched any Disney. No. No. I don't know where. You, I, I don't know what cult. But we you never were in. really watched films. I don't know what cult you were in, where <laughs> these people were like flicking through radio stations in point five of a second, trying to hear voices. I'd like and to point out carrying that's... around your SP seven, but you've never watched a Disney film. However, I do find it incredibly uncomfortable that you were in this cult, because <laughs> during the eighties, I was just leading a normal life. Watching cool shit and riding my BMX around. During the eighties, you were glued to the TV. No, no, I was out playing. I had a wicked BMX. We were cool, you know. Kids were cool. Mm. I had a leather jacket. I had a cool BMX. You know, we didn't have no internet. Mm. Didn't give a shit. Mm. You know, we was out getting in fights, learning kung fu. Mm. Wonderful. We we were cool. Mm. You know. Sounds good. If I knew someone when I was a little kid who had a set of nunchucks, they were my best mate for a week. I think I've got nunchucks. You ain't got no nunchucks. Where, where's all this ghost equipment? I'm interested in seeing has. that. Where you put it all? I don't have any. Hannah, come on now. I literally don't have Hannah, any. Why there's would no I have point them? lying, Hannah. <laughs> You've got the ghost kit. <laughs> I don't. How do you know the model I numbers? I don't. Because I've watched so many investigations of no all investigations. different kinds. No, I have. What I've other kit them. is there, then? Name some other kit. What else can you get? There's loads of different things. Like I what? I don't know. Like what? I don't know. You do know. Digital voice recorders, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ouija board? If you want. Well, I don't want. Have you ever used a Ouija board? <laughs> Never, no. Would you? I wouldn't. We, I grew up with one in my house, but it was in the loft. My dad would never... My mum wouldn't allow it to be used, but it was always in the house. Have like, you ever seen someone use there. one? Not in real life. Does I've it... seen it on screen. So I've why would you it. never use one? I don't know, you know. If the fact that... Are they bullshit or do they work? Well, I think so many people say they work, which is why I wouldn't want to bring Have that... Have you met anyone who's actually said, I me. did it and I spoke to someone who died? They don't really... Well, no, because at that point, it could be anything, couldn't it? They spell out letters, isn't it? That's how it works. And yes and no answers to questions. So if that you ask it a yes or no answer... Are there any numbers on it? Yep. Can I get the lotto? <laughs> I would say people have tried that already and it probably didn't work out well. I don't know many people who've gone, oh, I did a Ouija board. It was such a lovely experience. I don't know anyone who would have ever said that. I'm telling Ouija you, boards my grandparents would want me to have the lot of numbers. Yeah. They would. Because I, mm, I, I do like good with they it. Did, then they I do good with it. They I would have, not be selfish. They would have given it to you already. No, how? In some way. 
I haven't got an SP7. Planted it in your head. Planted. Um. So now they can get in your brain. They can, the like, dead. Show you numbers throughout the day. And Hannah, be like, look, let's start again, okay? <laughs> I need to know what's going on. <laughs> All I've got from you so far is that there's echoes. Yeah. No. I need. Yeah, okay. I need more clarification. You believe in the paranormal, yeah? You believe that we can hear the dead, but other people say they can speak to the dead. How do you explain that? I can't. So you think that's bullshit? I can't. I can't. This is why it's so difficult for me as a subject in general. I. You wanted to do this podcast yes, about paranormal. Stop, you're very this was your idea. Today. Sorry. This maybe shouldn't have been the day that we did this because <laughs> you are aggressive. Am I? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think you're I was aggressive today. I'm sorry. Maybe. Maybe I'm not. Maybe you're touchy. Maybe you're possessed. Maybe. Maybe you're a bit touchy, and I'm a bit aggressive, and we meet in the middle. <laughs> No? And just wind each other up. Yeah, I'll be. I tell you what, I'll be a little bit less aggressive okay. if you be a little bit less touchy. How's that sound? <laughs> okay. All right, let's take Sounds hands. Lovely. lovely. <laughs> okay, so let me start again. <clears throat> is it going to be an actual question or is it going to be patronising? It's going to be the same question, but oh, said in a way was, so said in a way that you're you're okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you were saying, yeah. Yeah. That um. Uh, can you remember what I was yeah, saying? Yeah, I asked you whether or not people speak to the dead. You know, yeah. a lot of people say they can speak to the dead. Yeah. You said you're not sure because you find this subject matter very difficult to talk about. And I pointed out that this podcast was your fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> so now... Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's like... No, you can't, that question you, was difficult. You can't say, oh, we need to That's do one on broad. paranormal, and then we do it, and you're like, well, I find it difficult to answer any of the subjects, though. <laughs> no, I didn't say <laughs> I didn't. Oh, no, that's I didn't really mean difficult that. to answer, so I'm just not going to. It's difficult to answer. I mean that... You're the specialist. You're the Derek Akora of today. <laughs> you are the Derek Akora of this podcast. I don't think I've ever seen a ghost or heard one. I think I might have felt one. You said the devil pulled the covers off you in bed once. No, that's a dream. Oh, Thank right. you. Okay. <laughs> Everybody now knows that dream. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually a really bad dream. The covers to have. weren't pulled off you when you woke up then. I have had that happen. So the devil pulled the covers off. That wasn't the devil. That wasn't the devil. Who dream. was it then? The devil got in bed and hugged me. That was weird. Devil give you a hug? Yeah. That's a different dream altogether. Uh huh. Was that the day you used the Ouija board? I've never used a Ouija board. And you wouldn't use a Ouija board? I'd never dreamt of the devil before. All right, what if... I've only dreamt of him twice, and they were in the space of two weeks, and I've never dreamt of him since. It was so weird. What if you used a Ouija board, yeah, and you get the lotto numbers, right? Yeah? How do you know they're lotto numbers? You get the lotto numbers, all right, doing the Ouija board, mm. yeah? But something is going to happen to you within seven years. It's not death, but it's bad. Would you do it? No. Why not? Because I wouldn't. Why not? I wouldn't mess with that. Well, you might just break a fingernail. I wouldn't, no, 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 because it wouldn't. It would go for, like, family or it would just be horrible. No, to you, not to your family. You don't know that you. when it gets to... when it gets. I like, do know. How do you know? Because I'm the one with the question. I'm coming up with this theoretical question. Would you ever do and a I Ouija And I decide the parameters of it, don't I? Would you ever do a Ouija board? No, I'm scared to shit of that stuff. My grandparents, yeah, they were, they were like, oh, don't... If you ever said, oh, do you know what a Ouija board is, granddad? My granddad would go, don't talk about it. We're not, mm-hmm. no, it, honestly, it, we're not doing it. We, I, if I ever catch you 
messing around with that yeah. shit, I'll hit the roof. And do you know why, right? They reckon <laughs> they were crazy. No, obviously. but again, my dad had my dad said the same thing, and my dad was a spiritualist, and your grandparents are spiritualists. So carry on. Yes, they're all crazies, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. These are all crazy people, that. right? But my grandparents. They said that this is before they were into spiritualism. This is like in the 70s. They went to a party and uh, they did a Ouija board mm. and like terrible things happened to everybody mm. after it. Like a woman miscarried, a guy put his shoes on, there was glass in them. Uh, someone had a car crash and everyone died. Uh, like t- loads of terrible stuff happened very mm. close in time to the day that they went on this Ouija board. Mm. They were very uncomfortable talking about it. Mm. They did seem very sincere in their fear of it, and they did seem very sincere about what had happened. Mm. They weren't the sort of people to lie. No, but the thing is, is if you've experienced something like that and it's already freaking you out or yeah. it's already in your head, you're going to look for those things. Yes, that's true. That's, so that's that, how I see yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to look for them. That's so, how I see it. So, you know, it. bad things happen to yeah. all of us all the time. We might just not necessarily acknowledge it as much, but obviously mm. if everyone at that party, you know, had something go on, you probably would never even know about it. But because they did the Ouija board together, because it was this big thing, it, you know, they all decided that it was that. And I'm not disputing it. It could have been. But yeah. at the same point of view, there's a lot of suggestion involved in that. That's the thing. If I say, head. if I say, oh, you know, Terry, he died in a car crash. You know, people mm. go, oh, fuck, no. Mm. That's terrible. If I say, oh, you know, Terry, yeah, he was fucking around with a Ouija board and then he died in a car crash that night. everyone out. Everybody's like, yeah. <gasps> yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. He, he spoke to Hitler and then he died. <laughs> that's literally what people... Oh, God, could you imagine So Hitler? that's what my point is, like, the crazies, they sort of latch onto it, don't yeah, they? Yeah, definitely. And again, spiritualism is one of those things, and I've said to you before, like, with, with churches and religion, it's something that people go to when they need something, when they need support, when they've gone through something really rough in life, they go, to, they turn to that sort of thing. And I think... Because of that, they're more wanting to believe and more tuned into that sort of thing because they want it to be real, because they need something. Right. That's like being in a cult, then. It is. Yeah, but all religion is. We've had this conversation before. People who believe in um, those programmes where they go in and they're ghost hunters and all that shit, people who are really involved in it, yeah? Yeah. People who believe in psychic mediums, all that. And there are these people, they really do buy it all, right? (laughs) I do know. Are they the same people that could easily be coerced into joining a cult? I would say most of them are. Is quite it a vulnerable. mindset? Yeah. Is it a vulnerability? Yeah, because it is. So, um, obviously, my dad, being a medium, yeah, um, I grew up going to the churches. Obviously, and part of that would be a session where the medium yeah. would address the congregation or whatever you want to call it and do readings that way to everybody everyone in that room was there for a reason they weren't there just because they you know thought it was a lovely day let's go to spiritual church no they've all lost someone and they're desperate for something some proof that there's somebody there that kind of thing and the same with the people who used to come um to my house for readings private readings um they would all be everyone in my family they'd all be you know all the, all the people on, on my grandparents' side mm. all believed in it. Mm. And uh, they went to the same psychic medium, all of them, until she stopped doing it very recently. All for years. Why the same one? 
they said that she was that her I think her name was Margaret Stripe I think anyway um, they said that she was just the real deal mm-hmm. and uh, they've got all these tapes like actual cassettes mm. of recordings that they did with that yep. and they all swear by uh, they've asked me to go loads of times my mum's been like oh come come and come mm. and meet Margaret and I'm like no I don't I'm not doing it you know, because yeah. I'll go in there and then I, I just feel I just feel so uncomfortable sitting there. Would and you be the go, kind of person oh, who, yeah. who agreed with them just to make them happy, like just to not offend them? <laughs> I think I would just I would be polite, but in my mind, just feel really uncomfortable about being there in the first place. About being impolite and and mm. like sort of saying, "Come on now." No way. Yeah. See, that's how I feel, and I'm exactly that is exactly my mindset too. I've never had as an adult I've never had a reading right. of any description at all so obviously I'll, the I'll la- give you a my last, my last I'll give you one now no I'm good I, don't I can do know, it I don't want to know what everyone <laughs> says Peter you've got the gift and I'm telling you I do who what have gift? you lost tell me someone you've lost no I can't that's the point what do you mean you can never ever tell a medium you don't tell a medium anything I remember my dad telling me off really badly once really badly like really really told me off um, because he was due to do a. Right, let me do reading. it then. Let me do it one minute. Why one minute. Come, he's coming me? to me. He's coming to me. You, apparently, you haven't lost anyone. I have actually. Have but, you? Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't but, think you had. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't think you lost rude. anyone. <laughs> I've lost a few actually. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I'm so um, sorry. But... <laughs> I didn't think anyone in your family had died. Let's just say so you proved this experiment because you clearly have no gift. <laughs> no gift. But I yeah, going back to saying, my story, my dad... Um... About everything. The deaths <laughs> and obviously the interruption. Um, my dad, um, yeah, he told me off really, really badly because mm-hmm. someone was coming for a reading yeah. um, that I distantly knew. Right. My dad didn't want to know anything. So before anybody like that would come to the house, he didn't want to know anything about them. So he wouldn't want to really... He'd only take their first name. This before the internet as well, right? Way before the yeah, internet, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, way before we even barely had a computer around at home. Yeah, way before all of that and phones. Yep. We barely had mobile phones, nothing like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think I said something along the line. I think I either said her surname or I said what job she used to do. I said something. It was not even direct about her. It wasn't about who she'd lost. I hadn't said anything about anything like that. Because um, obviously I'd know more than my dad. But the fact that I'd let slip one bit of personal information, he lost it at me. Because he's like, no, I don't want to know anything. You don't tell me anything. Like, And I I was actually having a conversation with the rest of my family. But obviously dad had overheard it. It wasn't mm-hmm. telling my dad anything <laughs> at that point. And I remember him totally getting really, really upset with me for even disclosing something that could be misconstrued as him already investigating or whatever so everyone who came he i knew that he didn't know anything about them did they all say that he was good at it they'd all come back every single one of them really to come back all the time we had one woman who had lost a parent and i remember her being as a kid i remember her being so sad and um and she kept coming she came like once a week to the point where i think 
my dad and my mum obviously being in the house as well had kind of become a bit of a crutch for her um so she turned up with her dinner because she didn't want to sit at home she turned up with her dinner eat her dinner and have a reading with my dad like we had a conservatory and stuff and she'd just sit out there and my dad would give her a reading but week on week I saw her get stronger and more confident and happier until she didn't come anymore so whether you know whatever it was that yeah. he was saying whatever yeah. it was that messages or whatever whether you believe in that or not you didn't ever hear what he was saying we weren't allowed to no right. but obviously i did when we were in church i heard him i've and obviously um at one point he set up a his own association so we had to run meetings as well <laughs> we did that at one point we had like 50 60 people coming weekly what do you mean a hall. we hired a local hall and did so what we, my dad hired a local hall to do readings for well, so you have heard him do it Oh yeah, loads. Yeah, but not in not a one to one. I'd and never hear a one to one. When you heard him do it, did you believe it? I could never understand why my dad was coming out with some of this stuff, like really? where it would come from. He'd talk about things that I knew my dad would have no clue about. Did the people listening recognise it as the truth? I would say most did. And the weirdest thing, um, you actually know this. So guy. you believed you know it. One of these people. You believed what was coming out. I don't know because I don't know whether because I was yeah, younger. Do. I don't know whether it was generic or not. I, I now thinking back on it as an adult, this is why the parapsychology thing comes in because I mm. want to understand whether it's the psychology of the person receiving the message who's decided that it applies to them because yeah. they're so desperate for it, yep. and whether my dad or was coming out with so, random yeah, yeah. or if it was actually real. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's where my difficulty comes in, and I've seen so many mediums now do that. In, in a room I was the kid at the back of the room doing my colouring yeah. or my homework or something like that until I was older and I was sat there listening and I do remember sitting there watching everybody going are you taking this in like what is happening I was fascinated by that because I couldn't understand why my dad was able to tell these people things that my dad would barely know about things like and did you know, know did you know that he was talking to them about people that had died yeah oh yeah we always knew that yeah. because my dad <laughs> Um, would quite often see people in the house and oh. just disappear off. Ooh. Like he'd sort of sit there and just sort of stare into a corner. Or mm. like I remember one time, the big, one of the freakiest thing he ever did when we first got a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> he sat there and the PlayStation um, what, uh, PS1. console. PS One. I don't know what it was. No, we wouldn't have been able to afford anything like that. This would have been years after PlayStation came out. We couldn't afford anything. It was would have been a second hand. I can't remember. Oh remember stuff like that the PS1 anyway the console was sat on the side mm -hmm. and it started flicking my dad was my dad had gone off he was like I flicking say, on I say off. gone off he was sat there but he was staring at a wall yeah and um flicking, and, on, flicking on and off so the, the console was flicking on and imagine off. it being on a, a program setting so it comes up saying start load game blah blah blah, blah. it started going blah, 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 all the way down it up and down like, you know, when you could flick through on the console yourself to flick it, press the button to flick the thing to make it go up and down the program settings. And he was just sat there and it was doing it and he's staring at the wall and he went, stop that. And I sort of looked at him and I was like, Dad, are you not... Like, because I hadn't realised he didn't have it in his hand and it was on the side. And I sort of looked at it and I was like, what? And he went... And he looked at me and he smiled and he said something and then it started doing it again and he went, stop it. And it stopped again. Like, it was just really weird. <laughs> it was a really weird situation. I was like... What are you doing? And he was like, oh, Uncle Rod's just on one. 
Did your dad have a like, second like, controller? What? And he was trying no, to No, there you. wasn't one. I had the second controller. I was holding it and I wasn't touching it. <laughs> I wasn't touching it. So yeah, like stuff like that was weird. And I would put now as an adult, I would put that down to, well, there's just something going on. My dad was being funny, just saying, oh, stop. And it happened to stop at the right time. But your dad was really into this stuff, right? He wrote a book and everything. So my dad grew up in an actual normal church. Right. Who Which, are deadly what? against spiritualism. Quick, what, um, he was a, he was a choir boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a choir boy. He was at church weekly. Okay. He grew up in that. None of his family believed in anything. Right. Not at all. Um, but from almost as soon as my dad could talk, he would not sleep. He'd scream that he could see faces in the mirrors in the bedroom. So he shared a bedroom with his brother. But your mum is so faces. down to earth. Your mum is the most straight-cut person yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, so And all my, all my mum's family and my dad's family Didn't your mum ever be my dad's like, oh, family shut up, same. this is bullshit? Did your mum never feel that way about she it? She was just supportive. She didn't She didn't Meek, go one way or mean. the other. Yeah, she's just right. a very supportive person of anybody. Yeah. Um, but his family were the same. His family don't believe in any of it. My aunts and my uncles and my nan mm-hmm. and my granddad, they don't believe in it, but they're supportive of him. Right. That's their son. You know, like it, you'd understand it if my gr- my grandparents were into all of that stuff. He was stuff. fully immersed. He wrote a book about it. He's, he, he's lived his life even to this day. Because, so basically, yeah. So yeah. from the kid where he could see things in the mirrors and the windows, mm-hmm. they used to have to cover them all. So my poor uncle grew up with no mirrors and windows in his bedroom because they had to cover them. And it was only when my dad got older that he he was aware he'd I think he'd had an incident that had really scared him and he'd sort of like screamed go away leave me alone that kind of proper breakdown with it and it disappeared for him it went he didn't have any situations with that ever again and then when he got a bit older I'd say probably 18 19 so after he'd met my mum yeah um it started happening again right and I think that was when it was like, right, hold on a minute, I'm not a child anymore. These aren't nightmares. This so this was long before he ever displayed any symptoms of any mental illness? I don't know that because as a child, I always knew my dad was incredibly difficult as a person. Should also I, mention at this point, in case anyone's not listened to the other episodes, yeah. that Hannah's father has bipolar yeah. disorder and so does my mother, yeah, ironically. So <laughs> ironically. Um, but yeah, so... He was very difficult as a person. You never knew whether you were walking into someone lovely or someone horrible. You yeah. never knew what you were going to get, and you, so you were always on tenterhooks. You weren't. But quite he wasn't. Sure. He, he didn't have any but, symptoms of mental illness. At but the I point. don't know that. So I don't know whether that was him going from one to the other really quickly. Okay, that, but that when, mood swing. At the point you became consciously aware of these things, like when you said that you you started to consciously become aware of the conversations he was having in the church. Mm. Did you also become aware that he was acting erratically or did he seem quite normal at that point and that was just his faith? Um, so my dad never had really had any kind of manic side to his bipolar. His was depression. So yeah. he never really did erratic. Okay, so did what about the depression then? Was that there then, early on? or It was uh, from when I was six. Right, so then, yeah, before you were consciously he aware. He started suffering from depression when I was right. six. Um, a deep depression or very bad he wouldn't right. get out of bed oh god it was very very bad he couldn't get out of bed so what about his job did point, he have a job he did yeah he was an accountant oh god yeah so he you know yeah he's always had like good jobs he's anyone who didn't know what he did would never imagine that that's what he was in his he's normal such job a, you yeah mean. such yeah, like yeah. everyone who meets my dad even now loves him they think he's the loveliest man and yep. you know i'm not i'm not against that that's lovely that they get that from him and and he can be that person for them um and he you know he 
he had that charisma everybody liked him um no matter who they were not one person would go oh there's something weird about him he wasn't weird he wasn't you know he could he could have a chat with anyone great sense of humor super smart like quite sharp with his wit like mm-hmm. um yeah he was just like that he was that kind of person but my so dad my normal. dad met him and said he was off his head but you said that, that was because he was on, on lo- medication was on, on strong medication and, yeah, yeah okay. all that kind of stuff okay. so that's probably what he meant by off his head, seeming like he was on yeah, drugs. Yeah, he was or on so. bipolar. He, yeah, he was yeah. on really strong. You meet my mum. Yeah, you your go, mum's. You meet my mum. Spend half an hour with her. Yeah. You're going to be yeah. like. But my dad is like that now. But my dad is like that now. But in a polar opposite way to your mum. Yeah. So your mum polar. will jump. I know. Sorry. Your <laughs> mum will jump from one thing to another very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her emotions will jump with it. My dad will sit there like a zombie. So unless he's in. A better, but he's not medicated with lithium. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know what he's on. I know he he was on hard stuff when yeah, yeah, when it was really bad. Yeah, it's all hard stuff at that point. Well, it's the same sort of thing. I think my dad's teeth fell out. Your mum had the same problem with her teeth. Yes, real bad problems. Yeah, so they've they've both gone through it (laughs) completely. But Mm. before all of that, you would never know there was anything wrong with my dad. My dad was an accountant for London City Airport, the jet centre, the private jet centre. Did it not make you feel? very uncomfortable as a child to have these things going on around yeah you. it made me nervous i was always scared so um yeah it used to scare me like yeah. when they used to if talk they brought about anything crazy up shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i was always scared i remember when uh my granddad put on the michael jackson thriller yeah. i was shit myself <laughs> i was so scared is that because they used to say stuff about ghosts and whatever before that and you were like oh my god this no is, this is, i don't think so no i think it's because i'd never seen it i wasn't ready mm, do you know so, what i mean I used to, I, you watch it now, it's not scary at all. Mm. But back in the 80s, oh my God, it was terrifying. Yeah, no. I was always no. scared of different stuff. So I was scared of the dark. Yeah. hated the dark. Still as an adult, only now I'm okay with it. But a couple of years ago even, I was very iffy as to whether one night I'd be sleeping with the light on or with it off. Mm-hmm. It still was a thing that I just didn't like. But <laughs> you like horror okay. films. Yeah, I love them now, yeah. but I would never have watched them younger, ever. Right. I would not have slept for days. I think I've watched something that was mildly scary once and probably didn't sleep for three days, for three nights, sorry. Yeah. It would be that bad. Now, because I look at everything from a different point of view, I'm like, I'm questioning everything. I'm yeah. not doing it from a... If I believed in it, I'd be scared of it, if that makes sense. But because I don't, and I'm looking for that different psychological angles of it, can't even say psychological now, um, angles of it, it makes me see everything very, very differently. So that's where I'm coming from now, is more of a constructive, I want to know what all this is about. Yeah, but you still are... You still are completely non-committal on belief either way. Yeah, do you believe I don't in know. I don't know. Well, what do you believe? Believe. When I was younger, I, my answer to you would be 100% yes. Okay, but now I did you're experience not sure. stuff and I did see stuff. So whether that was because it was attached to my dad and my dad was in the house. It's like God, isn't it? I mean, like, without proof, you're not going to believe it. No, but there were things that I saw, things that happened that I can't explain even now. Uh huh. They stopped happening when my dad left. Okay. And then from then, I've sort of had more of a a different viewpoint on it as well as the fact so what that does that make you believe that the the the, the paranormal activity followed him or that it was yeah it was it, like attached to him so was it the attached house to him or was very, it very or, different. or is it that it was put in front of you yeah, yeah, as yeah. being real exactly so you don't know no no that's why i say but now yet you seem so fascinated by it or I you're am, so involved i'm so with it. desperate to work out like because i want an answer for it not 
I don't want like a ghost to appear in front of me or anything like that. But what I would like is because I, you know, I, I've studied psychology, not parapsychology, actual psychology. Yep. So I'm fascinated with how the human mind works. It's one of my favorite topics and, and how everything clogs together. I'm just I love it. So from that point of view, the belief system, what your mind can make you believe or make you see anything like that. But at the same time, if someone went to me, you know, there are such things as ghosts and it stood in front of me, I wouldn't be, like, against it either. I'm, I'm really I, on the fence. What I can't really grasp from you, what I find really difficult to grasp from you, is looking at the facts so far, right, you've got this huge wealth of um, specialist kit that you bought. <laughs> <laughs> you've got stored in a warehouse somewhere, ready to start taking it, you know, to the next level and investigating. Yeah, I really you've don't, spent, but that's You've cool. spent tens of thousands of pounds, you know, millions of dollars buying all this professional kit that you haven't broken out of I the boxes yet. nothing. Right, excuse me, let me finish. You're always telling me to let you finish. You've mm. shared a bed with the devil for one <laughs> night and he's hugged you. Uh, your covers are always getting pulled off, yeah? But you're a non-believer. Now, if I was ever going to not be on the fence... It would be at the point that I'd shared a bed with the devil no, and bought a, dream. a, dream and bought a million dollars worth of uh, psychoanalyst no, kit. A dream is very, very different. Like I'm not stupid. I do. How much is how much is one of these? How much is one of those boxes? I don't know. I've never bought one. Come on now. You looked up the price. <laughs> no, you I You looked did. up the price. I wouldn't want one. I hate the SB7 box. I hate it. Oh, because the, the eight's sound. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the right. eight's out now. I want an upgrade. Smells better. That's obviously. right. Yeah, I hate the SB7 as well. I hate the Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When I had one, I couldn't get anything on it. Not even the fucking radio. <laughs> no, you could. Just hundreds of them. Yeah, hundreds at once. Yeah. It was a mess. Yeah. I was like, I was a heart virgin, you know, like. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, it's, it's so hard to, it's so hard to explain it. But no, I definitely don't have any of that tech. But right. if I had the opportunity, if someone said to me, oh, come on a, you know, I if I know, said to you a paranormal excursion, I'd be like, yeah, all right. If someone went, let's have a psychic reading, I go, yeah. I wouldn't be like, no, I'm not doing that. So if I had point? all the gear here, if I had it here, yeah, oh, I bought it. this SB7, I've got this thing, da, 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 yeah, yeah, you'd get it. it all running, you'd get it working. My mum, my mum made me buy her that dictaphone after my stepdad died. You know, I, I have to admit, right, in his room. I still feel uncomfortable going exactly. in there. Exactly, there's it, places that yeah, have an atmosphere it, of feeling. It, it does, but you know what? I and I have to say, admit it, even though I poo-poo everything, when he died, I don't think he was aware that he died. Really? Yeah, That's... because obviously he, when he was um, ill with the, with the uh, you know the, uh, cancer, yeah, uh, he had this belief of you know, that he was going to get better. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the way cancer works is that you sort of slowly drift away. You go from con conscious to sleeping more and more and more, and then you're in a coma. Mm. And so he, he'd come around and sort of say, you know, like, oh, um, you know, things like, oh, I've been asleep a long time or whatever. Mm. And it's very sad. It's hard to talk about. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure he was quite aware it's interesting. And then uh, that's the feeling I got from the situation. And then I still don't feel comfortable going in his room. Mm. Like, I'm, like I miss him. So when I go in there, I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, I wish he was still here. And the way he set things out, he was very meth methodical in his mm. process. And he was a fantastic engineer. So 
and he always bought very nice things everything mm. was very robust the things that he bought were always very high quality i think yeah. i've told you that many times yeah, he yeah. would never buy cheap shit he'd save up yeah. and always buy something mm. top quality i always respected that about him mm. um but yeah there's a there's an uncomfortable feeling in his room yeah. for sure yeah you know even now mm-hmm. after all this time um it's funny though because you can get that feeling yeah there's, i do like, there's places i honestly that I'll go do into and like I get goosebumps yeah, for no I do. reason. Like, I, I don't like being in there very long. Yeah. Like I will avoid going in there. And if I do go in there, it's for it's for a very brief time because yeah. I've got to grab a pillow or, yeah. you know, something. It's really... But it's a real weird situation because I, I don't want to be in there. I want to get out. But at the same time, I do want to be in there. Yeah. So I can be a little bit close to him for a little while. But I, I, if I go in there, I just want to get out. Yeah. What does that it's, mean? Yeah, I don't. I it's well again. It's the psychology of it, isn't it? But whether he is still in there or not, that's what's drawing you. You know that it it was his room, so that's why you want to feel close to him. But then people, okay. So let's look at it this way. Let's say I believed right mm-hmm. that he was in there somehow, mm-hmm. and da 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 da. I would hate the thought of that. I don't want him yeah, to have that's to. I don't want him to have no. to linger. No. I would like him to be able to, if there is something to cross over to, to cross over to yeah. it. He was a good man. He deserves yeah, that. Yeah. So I am like, these people who are like looking to speak to someone, yeah. if they're still around for you to speak to, wouldn't you be like, oh, I need to speak to, you know, my my dead husband Derek, and I need to speak to him because you know I miss him and da da. Oh yeah, Derek's here. Well, I, I said, well, Derek, what are you doing here? Get out of here. <laughs> I don't think it's really hard because there's such a balance between people who believe in souls being trapped in a place and them not. Like, I believe in that. I believe in souls. I believe that, you know, we leave purgatory. the body. Do you mean purgatory? No, 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 no. I mean, like, they, well, like you said. Souls trapped in a place is purgatory. No, well, like you said, they don't know that they've passed away. Like, Jack might not have known that he passed away is what you're saying. Okay, well, if he didn't. No, so but then, that's not that he's trapped. It's not that he can't go anywhere else. It's just that he thinks that he's still, that's still where he belongs. In that sense, like if you thought about it that way, I I would hope that that's not the case. Like, you I know, hope so. Yeah, no, but um, it's so really, I hope it's, it's me. It's, you know, yeah, like, I think like, it's a lot like to do with your psychology. Like, yeah, I hope it's just me. Yeah, do you know what the death the deathbed stuff's really interesting for me because. Um, I've got a story from both my dad and my mum, actually. So my mum is a nurse. Yes. And she used to work on, um, when she was obviously training to be a nurse, she'd work on the, um, obviously the old people wards and things like that. So she'd see death and she'd lay out bodies and, and all kinds of things like that. And she said one of the most common things that you would see of someone who was about to die would be that they would all of a sudden become calm, but they would stare at the side of their bed or they would be talking and they hadn't been talking for a couple of days, but right before they'd die, they were talking or they would be looking up at something on the side or they'd be having almost a conversation that wasn't in the room. Right. And she would ask like family members, oh, so-and-so was talking to Fred the other day. Who's Fred? And they're like, oh, that's, that's his dead brother. You know, like they would be talking. So these old people would be talking to effectively people who were passed away they were having these conversations with them so if if you if you agree with that like if you believe in that then there's some comfort to be taken in that the idea is that and this is what my dad would used to say um would be that your family members who have passed on will come and collect you effectively and help you with the transition over 
Right. So that's the theory. So when so all these people that mum would see in the hospital, if they'd started talking to dead family members or had all of a sudden become more animated before they died, it was because they were seeing family members who were there to take them with them, is right. basically the theory. Um, and my dad would say the same, being a medium. He would, he would. I can't remember who who it was, but he was at a family member's bedside, and uh, and he could see the the fam the dead family members. This was his story that he could see the dead family members there to come and take his his relative. I can't. I don't know if it's great aunt or something like that. Um, well, he could see them at the end of the bed, like as the, as the medium. He knew that they were there, but she was still in the body, and then he knew when she wasn't in the body anymore. Oh God! Yeah, freaks me but like out. the but the well, what freaks me out more is what Mum says because my Mum isn't a believer. She doesn't. She doesn't. You know, as much as she was supportive of my dad while they were married, she's not like oh ghosts everywhere. She's not like that even slightly. No, she's not even I don't, remotely I don't think religious. She would be. <laughs> she's she just she's just way. not. But again, she's a bit more like me. She's open, so whatever. But she wouldn't go out of her way to say about the old people talking to passed away relatives. She wouldn't, no. unless she'd have seen it. And she would, she saw it a lot, where they would literally, they would literally just sit there and start talking to to relatives who were no longer around. I find it so difficult to believe. It's really odd, but, but again, it's it the really psychology difficult. of it. So is is that your brain's way of helping you pass away by acknowledging what's happening to you and acknowledging that it's happened to these other people, and that's why you will then see them. Victor- it's all so fascinating. The Victorians had a much closer relationship with death than we do. You know, they they, yeah, they, they like, it was a proper celebration. They embraced it. You know, they embraced the idea of, of death as much as life. And we we have come to a point in the world where we almost compartmentalize death away from everything. You know, it's not it, it's not as much a it's not as formidable a part of life. No, it, as much as it is a denial. I think you know, now it's like we want to live as long as possible, whereas then yeah. it was death is a part of life. Now yes. it's like, no, we'll ignore it. We're going to live as long as we can. Yes. We're going to fight everything. We're we try be and keep as as the possible. old, especially, as alive long, yeah. as long as possible yeah. now. It's almost like a rite of yeah. passage that we're trying to, you know, pull yeah. around right. these old people forever. Yeah. I've met old people who are like, God, I've had enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then their relatives are like, no, 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 keep taking the pills, Granddad, you yeah. know? Yeah. Granddad's like, why? Yeah. Whereas in the Victorian times, as you said, they they were used to death. Death was a lot more of a, you know, it was more common. Yeah, so, a lot but more they, common. So they knew it would happen. So yeah. they knew so how I guess to they deal had no with choice. it. And that was how they dealt with it. They had no choice, it. yeah, but to embrace it. Yeah, whereas um, we're living more. How, how long would be enough for you? What? To live, how long? When At what point would you be like, oh. People by no, for you, it's you. Yeah, but that, that might offend someone if I say a certain age and they're like, hold on a minute, I don't want to die yet, I want to live longer. No, I'm, what I'm saying is, is at what point, like, you know, I'm, 40, I'm 41, I wake up some days in literally agony all over my body. Yeah, but that's because we know. No, uh, don't Hannah, no, don't give me, no, Hannah, out. don't give me a lecture, right? It's, I wake up. You know, and just things hurt more or it's harder to get about and all that. I'm like, oh, God. You know, but but then, there are people walking around who are 90 years old yeah. and I look at them and I think, how the fuck? Like, what is the benefit at this point? But then I've got someone in one of my gym classes who's 75 and he can beat some of the 20, 30-year-olds in terms of fitness. Literally, he can beat all of them. Okay, but for you, me personally, try how many years you've done now, <laughs> how you feel compared to being a child, at what point do you think that you might be like, oh, that's enough? 
I don't think it's got anything to do with how long I've been here or what I've done. It's well, it to do does. with how I will feel when I'm older. So I don't want to feel like a burden. I don't want to feel um, like, like you said, my body hurts too much and I don't want to lose my mental capacity. If you die before me, yeah. do you want me to get a Ouija board and try and talk to you? Hell yeah. Will you give me the lot of numbers? If I can. Hannah, don't fuck about, all right? I'm buying tickets. They're a pound yeah, a, pound a piece gonna, at least. Well, okay, that's the deal then. If whichever one of us goes first, the other one has to visit a medium and do a Ouija board. I am going to give you the Euro Millions lotto numbers if well, I that's die. That's really handy, but if you, you die at 90 numbers. and I die at 80, that's really not going to be much fun, is it? Well, I am not going <laughs> to die at 80. It's very unlikely. It's very mm, unlikely. You keep yeah. saying that. It's really funny because I feel like... Because on one side of your family, they did live, like, quite a long time. So if you live to really old, you're going to be so pissed off. I don't believe it's going to happen. I'm much... I'm more on my mother's side, I think. I think... You don't know. You look after yourself. Yeah, that's true, but... uh, You do a lot of things to try and keep yourself alive longer. I met that heart surgeon guy at a dinner party once, and I asked him, you know, what's the best thing I can do to sort of make sure that my life's nice and long, you know, uh, my heart and everything... Uh, like what I eat, you know, not smoking. Did it? He said the main thing you can do is change your genetics, and you can't do that. Mm. So, good luck. Mm. He was almost saying that as long as you're living a relatively healthy life, you know, like if people are massively overweight, obviously they're going to die. If people are smoking two hundred fags a day, obviously they're going to die. Yeah. Um, but if, for example, you you know some people who can smoke and get to a very old age. Or some people who remain overweight most of their life and, and still live to a very old age. Mm. Most of that is to do with genetics. Yeah. The genetics of how good you're yeah. made. Yeah. But on one side of your family, it's a little bit stronger than the other side. So you just don't know. And I think it's going to be absolutely hilarious for all of us when you live longer than you want to. Um, <laughs> do you believe that there is a heaven? We've had not? that conversation already. Well, I'm asking you now. Do you believe there is a heaven or not? No, I don't believe in heaven and hell. I believe that we go somewhere, though. Where are you going to go? Ikea? No. Like Where? Somewhere. Where? I don't know what it is. Our souls go somewhere. They do. They go somewhere. I imagine if it was Costco. Wouldn't that be I, shit? Yeah, no. Not there. All souls go to Costco. <laughs> no, not there. I was actually reading... Never-ending um, cycle like, well, of I was large reading a discount really, goods. I was reading a book that um, our friend Tracy gave to me. Oh, yeah. Um, and it it was basically based on past life regression. Mm-hmm. And it was to do with a, a psychologist who was Which trying to... Which you want to do? Yeah, I want to have yes, it now. Yes. Yeah, I want to have all of it. Just because I've read that book, I'm like, right, okay. I'll do it for you. Let's see what happens. No, you can't 20 do it quid. for me. 20 quid, I'll What's do it for you. What's wrong with you? You sound like Del Boy today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offering you a thing. How much does it normally cost? <laughs> a hell of a lot more than that. Right, well, whatever it normally costs, half it, that's how much I'll do it for. <laughs> I don't know what you'll do, so no thanks. I'm going to pass life regress you. Yeah, and if I like have my eyes closed and you go wake up and you're like dressed in a toga and then you go go to sleep and you're dressed as a <laughs> yeah, Victorian. Like a green screen. Like, what a green, the hell is wrong with a, you? Well, I lay you under a TV set. I mean, to be fair, it. that would be worth the money be just amazing. to see you go through yeah. that effort while I'm laying on the sofa. Oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> lay you under a big TV, do a green screen, and it's you in like different lives. <laughs> oh, look, it's you. This is when you as a Victorian. <laughs> this hat on wow <laughs> oh god oh, i yeah. could see that happening this it was me look you were joan of arc <laughs> <laughs> your feet are on fire 
anyway back to the book <laughs> um it's about a, a psychologist who was treating a patient and he tried literally every method under the sun and i think he kind, kind of got to the end of his tether with it he couldn't he couldn't work out a way to help her with with her anxieties and her stresses and all the things she was um suffering with i'd just like to point out that that blowing was you blowing your e-cig straight into the microphone Sorry. super loud um yeah so all of those different things that he'd normally try and would normally work (laughs) would normally work hadn't worked Mm -hmm. um so as a last ditch attempt really he tried past life regression right and uh, he had been very much a straightforward psychologist these things don't exist he didn't believe in past life regression he didn't have any interest in wanting to even try it but it was a last ditch attempt because he'd heard it had worked on people and whatever from that moment on from regressing her he believed in it and he turned his life's work to it um he would regress her and she came to him like once a week or whatever um and he would regress her to past lives and effectively what would happen in these past lives is she'd she would recount episodes of what had happened so they were obviously trying to deal with the anxiety and everything she was dealing with in the life she was in now Mm -hmm. um so they would go through certain things that might be triggering that from a past life so maybe like she was scared of water so drowning that kind of thing and it would mostly take her to she'd explain the life and what what she was doing in it who she was she would sometimes be a man she'd sometimes be a woman um she would recognize certain people from her life now but they'd be in different roles so that's that goes along the theme of soulmates so like um say her niece was her mum in a past life what yeah um a friend of hers or her ex or something was her husband in another life like all of those things because it runs along the theory that you do you do generally stick with the people that you you are close to in this life you will sort of have known them in other lives kind of thing basically um and it would go through that sort of thing and then it would jump to her death so she'd always explain her death or she she couldn't explain her death at that point because she was reliving it so she'd like her breathing would go really strong and then all of a sudden it would go black and she'd say oh Mm. i'm i'm in the gap now i'm in the gap and that is where she said that when she would leave the body and when she would leave that life you go to a place of reflection to reflect on that life what you learned in it um um and then you'd make the decision to then go into your next life and would learn things from there so this woman was she was living in africa in a mud hut she was um, in America, she was in a, um, I think, a American Indian tribe. Like, she was, she was in Greece. I think she was like burned alive in one scenario. Oh. There was lots of different scenarios and more modern ones. There were yeah. there were some like World War ones, like that kind of thing. She had a problem. Mix. She was a, a German fighter pilot at one point, and she was saying, "Well, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do it." She was a male German fighter pilot. She could um, recount parts of the plane. And the psychologist actually wrote in the book, he was like, at this point, I found it really amusing because I know for a fact that this woman that he'd come to know very, very well, couldn't even tell a part of her own car, let alone a part of the aircraft that she was describing, let alone the name of the aircraft, bits of it, what had gone wrong with it. She was able to recount all of those things. Oh, this is freaking me out now. All of them. Um, And she said, well, we don't want to be here. We don't want to fight, but we don't have a choice. People took over our country and we, we have to do it. Otherwise we die effectively and she was you know all of these different stories and as the weeks went on they were working through all these different things and all these different stresses and he said the woman that who came into him first of all before the regression 
came out a completely different woman. And they and she, he said that them they mutually worked out when the last session would, was because she she was fine and she'd come to terms with it and she was repeating lives. So by the end of it, she was going back to a life she'd already told him about, yeah. but a different part of it. So, so she'd go back and still describe it. Yeah, she'd sometimes be able to say what her name was. Sometimes she couldn't remember what her name was. Um, she'd be able to. She wouldn't always know where she was. So it would take a while for her to work out where she was, and he had to do a lot of the. He'd have to write it down and record it, so that they could go over it later to try and work out. Obviously, what she, it was she was saying, and I believe his wife came and sat in on a couple of them, of the sessions because mm-hmm. he was so fascinated by it, and I think his wife is in psychology or something as well, um, and she just couldn't believe what she was hearing either. It was just so natural, but every time she'd finish her life, and it would either be a long drawn out, like she'd be struggling to breathe for a bit, like it'd be heavy panting, or it'd be very very quick, and she just passed. And when did say, you oh, read I'm this book? A... I don't remember seeing you read this book. You, I definitely was reading this book. Um. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's the pink and purple one. <laughs> wait a minute, let me let me just try and recap this and get my head around it. So, did, when she woke up from being regressed, uh, but, yeah, she, did she remember the the other lives? Did she remember what had happened in the regression? I don't believe she fully could remember everything she'd told him because, um, from my own experience of hypnotherapy, I couldn't remember every single thing that I was discussing with my hypnotherapist when I had it personally not for past life regression, for something else. But um, she, when they would openly discuss it, if, if, they, if he wanted so to go So when she woke up, it. did she know that her cousin was formerly her mother or whatever it was? He didn't fully... Because what I'm getting at is like... What, what if, that would do to your relationship? Well, what if now? you were regressed and you found out that like your current husband was formerly your brother? Yeah, that sort of like thing you couldn't happens. come back from it and then be like, you couldn't be no, in the same relationship. No, because you're a different person. No, no, because you're a different person, and it's it's the soul. It's the soul that is the the point. No, you still you still. It's not every your, single your life. Brother. Yeah, but it's not every single life. So a few hundred years later, it could be. It doesn't make it okay, Hannah. No, it doesn't make it okay. But it's like I don't think it's quite. Can't bang the I don't soul think it's brother. quite. No, I don't think it's quite that scenario like that close. But maybe maybe it has been, but. Yeah. Or oh, in all regression for all people, you're saying that scenario. She not didn't. Possible. What was interesting is she didn't say like all the closest people to her. She wasn't like all oh, there in every life or whatever. It was really random people, like her niece, not her sister, or you know, like a really close family member. It'd be her niece that she saw. So she yeah. knew, she had that bond with the niece. But apparently, um, where they were mother and daughter in a past life. They have a super bond in this life yeah. anyway. But like everyone thought it was funny that she had a strong bond with the niece now. But it would explain it if they were mother and daughter in a past life. They already had a bond there that nobody really knew about. The souls themselves already had a bond. You love this it's shit. It's so interesting. You love it. It's so interesting. Oh but my, my, my favourite... You, you know what my favourite one is, is the kids. That's my favourite. What kids? What, the children in the corn? Huh? Horror film, Children of the Corn. I don't think I've seen that one. Um, no, the the kids who, when they first can talk, recount past lives to parents. Oh, God, no. They will say that their name's something else. They were, you know, oh, when I was Ethel and I lived over here and I did this and that and the other and I used to make things. And they'd come out with 
sweets where, that where, don't you're exist just anymore. Spatting off random things. Where are the facts, Hannah? Where have the, you heard oh, this? Oh, the book. I was meant to Google it. I did Google it. And what I book? Didn't retain it. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna. Google's full of lies. No, it's a book. <laughs> it's not actually Google. There's a lot of books on um, on this subject. I've read a few. Oh, uh, here we go. Hannah's back on Google. I am on Google, but I'm not actually Googling. Hannah's back on Google. Be prepared for more crazy shit. How much is one of those SP7s? <laughs> so it's actually, it's by a couple of, no, all of them are written by doctors. Well, doctor's a broad term, isn't it? <laughs> I could be uh, a doctor of paranormal psychology. There's a few. If I there's want. like children who remember previous lives. Right. Is a big one. Past lives is another one. Yesterday's children. And you've read you've read this as a statement of fact as you see it, and you believe that there are children that have have said, "Oh, I used to be Ethel." No, but I find that fascinating that they can't have been. You know, obviously, if it was just a parent saying, "Oh, she came out with this," and she was talking about this, that, and the other, and and telling me that her her dead grandmother that she never met was always sat on the end of her bed or but if that was my that kid I'd be like no you're sleeping in the garden you're freaking me out alright I'm trying to live exactly. my life if you used to but be that's Ethel what a lot of the Ethel parents, ain't living in this house but that's what a lot of the parents in the book are like so if they were just putting it on like I would say oh well, you, then you you must have spoken about the grandmother in front of them, and you must have described her, or she's seen a photo. That's why. But a lot of the ones in these books, there's nothing there to tell them. So, like, they're modern day kids. Imagine imagine a two or three year old, a three year old who can just start talking, four year old maybe who can form proper sentences. Imagine that. Did you ever discuss the world war with your three or four year olds ever? No. No. So imagine them coming out telling you that they were a fighter pilot in a specific aircraft. Their name was this, that, and the other. Yeah, it really freaked me out. And they died in this year. And then the mother goes online or when it used to be a library to investigate it and found out that this person did exist and they did die at that point. I would say to their mum, you need to do something about your kids. (laughs) Exactly. Because they're freaking me out. It's, but it's fascinating, right. isn't it? The little it? one keeps talking about being a fighter pilot and that. I swear to God, she's going to be off Santa's Christmas list. I just find it fascinating. Do you think you've ever seen a ghost? No. Never? No. Not even I mean, slightly? Well I, well, I don't know. I don't know. You don't think you ever have? Well, you might be a My ghost. My grandpa's got a Who really knows? interesting story. Are you really here? Maybe it's just me <laughs> talking into a mic. I'm putting this shit I'm out. your imaginary friend. And people are just hearing me... <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if that was real? If oh my god! Yeah, and I'm just here. <laughs> it's just me. But when you hear the only podcast, my side of the conversation yeah, the whole time. When you hear the podcast and you listen to it back, you can hear me, but yeah, no one else. No one else. It's just me talking. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. Try and imagine that. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh my god. god! We should try that. We should cut me out and see what yeah, that sounds ca- yeah, like. Yeah, so see how crazy I sound. That'd be entertaining, actually. Oh my no, god, we have to do it. I think it's a really good concept. We should try the it. The idea that. Oh yeah. guys, I think we're going to have to edit clips of this now and we see do what it, it sounds like. Someone could do a podcast where, like, they have a two-way conversation, mm. and then they take away the other person, mm. and like it's called fill in the blanks or something, mm. and the people listening have to sort of guess what the conversation was about what the answers were about yeah that's good i like that too. no it wouldn't work it's a waste of time i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> but if you aren't here and i'm just some crazy guy sat there in your dressing yeah. gown what, what would you do yeah what would you do if um 
you woke up tomorrow, mm. yeah, and you went into work, mm. and I wasn't there, yeah. This is uh, no, we're doing it right. So <laughs> you wake up tomorrow and, and you go into work, and I'm there, and you wait, and you phone my phone, yeah, right, mm. and like my number's not in your phone, yeah. So you're like, oh god, so you dial my number, and it's mm. like, oh, this isn't a number. So then you like start to freak out. So you phone your mum, mm. and you're like. Oh, like where's where's Peter? Like he's not here. I don't know what's going on. I can't. His number's not in my phone, and I dialed it, and it's in the. And your mum says, "Darling, we've waited to try and tell you <laughs> for a very long time. There is no Peter, baby. Okay, now you've been very unwell. All right, there's never been any Peter. I'd be right? like Jesus. I've done well doing this business by myself. <laughs> Pretending you to have be done, me and you. You have done very well, darling, but it's been a problem. <laughs> and it, and the doctor said that, you know, this, this could happen and you might wake up one day and, darling, it's been so hard. We've had to go along with this for years. <laughs> it's been really difficult. The fact that I know my family and my family wouldn't let me go along with anything remotely. They'd have a full-blown intervention if I even remotely sounded like Let's I had Let's pretend that this friend. really did happen. Oh. Do you think you'd have a full-blown mental breakdown? Absolutely. Would you, you do? not? Yeah. If someone believes like something like a, a particularly a main structure of their life is real and it's all of a sudden ripped from them. All right. So let's say like everything every, that they know and everything they believe the is gone. Everything's the same. Yeah. Everything's normal that you know as you know it. Yeah. You go to sleep one night. You wake up in the morning. You look in the mirror. And you're a man. <laughs> But everything's the same. Then I'm but getting you're a sectioned, man. aren't I? Would you lose control? Yes, you would too. Oh, what if I woke up tomorrow and looked in the mirror? No, and we I all was know what you would do if you woke up. And you no, <laughs> Hannah, don't take this to the gutter. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> exactly. You'd do that for a while, and then you'd be like, "Hold on a minute, I'm not me Any- anymore." And then you'd need to be sectioned. Any man who. Uh, woke up in the morning with boobs and didn't spend a week at home by himself. <laughs> it's not a man in my eyes. I feel like you wouldn't need a week. <laughs> I would need a week. <laughs> I'd need a week. <laughs> need a week to check myself out. That's fine then. So just, um, yeah, if, if, if you do wake up as a woman <laughs> and we all lose you for a week, we don't know where you are or where you've gone. You're in a hotel room with yourself. We know what happened, and you're going to get sectioned very quickly after. If you died, would you um, would you haunt me just to be? Hell yeah. Would you just to be shitty? I've already told you that. What are you going to do? You, I've already told you what I'm going to do because just to wind you oh, up and so it. that you know. Say that it, it on isn't the it. podcast okay, because well, they can't you read and our I minds. Have, okay, you. well you and I are very. Thank God, SB Seven. You and I are very OCD people. We like things neat, tidy, straight. That's true. Yep. So I'm going to pull all photo frames wonky. Like every now and then, maybe just the one, if people are just so that you know I that want it's me. To and I'm there. How shitty that is! What you're suggesting, but you're then you know do. it's me because it's like a wind up. What else do you want it's me to worse do? Than Leave a, a rose vicious. petal on the sink. That's a or vicious something. thing to do to someone who likes their photos straight. Do you want me to? Well, no, because then you know it's that's me. Torture. Like it's our bond thing. So, like if I did it, yeah, you would torture. know that that was me, and you could shout at me because I'd hear you, and then mm-hmm. I'd just do something else. Come on, it'll keep you entertained at least. I would, you know, you'd know that I was still around. Right, well, than just if like, I die... If I'm, I leave a rose petal on a sink, you'll be like, oh, for God's sake, i just got to throw that in the bin. If like, I die first and I haunt you, I'm going to I'm gonna give you the lotto numbers. 
Yeah? Yeah. But I, every single night of your life, when you go to sleep, I'm going to pull the covers off you. No, don't. I don't every like it. Every single night. I really yeah. don't like now, well, it. Well, there you go. Don't fuck my pictures. I've had that happen about... I've had that happen so many times. And I know that yeah. it is because I've actually been holding on to my duvet. You believe all and of it. And it's being pulled. Why are you on the Not fence when like you do believe off, all of it? But a t- Because I've had a tug of war in the middle of the night, in the dark. That's why I didn't sleep in the dark for so long. Because I had something pulling the duvet. And it wasn't like it was just slipping off. It wasn't like I was half asleep. I wasn't. I could feel it. And I've also had my bed go down, like someone sitting on it or climbing into it so many times. You make me really uncomfortable. I, well, I haven't had it in a really long time, though. Oh, like in a really it. long time, which then makes me think that that is just like childhood brain, childhood psychology fiddling with you. All right. In summary, Hannah, and we get, that's where I'm going to go I with this I feel like now. we didn't touch on anything good yet. What? <laughs> The ghost stories. No, but you're freaking me out, Hannah. We've been doing it for an I've hour. I've got some really good ghost stories, but okay. Uh, all right. I'll just, no, How no, many no, ghost I'll just stories do, you got? No, no, no. How I'll many just, ghost stories no, no, you no, got? No, I'll just do them as clips. And then people can listen to them if they want to. You won't do them? Yeah, I will. You won't do them? I will. Will you? Yeah. Yeah. All right, coming up shortly, Hannah's ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> With Hannah on the dark side. Wow. Um, yeah, I uh, didn't watch Tiger King when it first came out. Because <laughs> I, I finally made I you do like it. Get, I don't like getting on the bandwagon and everybody's banging on about something. Mm-hmm. Now I've started watching it and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. But no one cares because everyone's already done it. Yeah. And uh, so time, yeah, so, so we talked about some ghost stuff. Now Some I of it's freaked me out with the kids' bit and you with your machines and you know and and stuff like I'm that. I'm going to show you SB7 now. No, I don't want to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm no, gonna I'm going to watch Tiger no, King. No, I'm going to make you. The point I'm, I'm gonna trying to make. I'm going to make you listen to it while you're watching Tiger your, King. Your um, crazy shit, you know. Mm. Uh, you're at. I mean, you stayed on the fence this whole podcast. You are an absolute believer. I want. Okay, so you are I'm going to come back on. I'm going to have past life regression and I'm going to have a reading and then I'm going to tell you what I think. Oh, maybe we should do past life regression with you on a podcast. Most of them won't allow that. Yes, they will. They we'll find some back alley. No, we'll find some back alley psychic. It. They might let me record it. No, we'll do it live on. Someone will do it. Someone will do it. There's anyone out there who can past life regress me. Yes. Contact us. Then I will do it. We're on Twitter. But I can't promise that I will be polite or clean. <laughs> <laughs> all sorts if I'm in a different life plan. we're on Twitter at banana that's B-A-N-A-N-N-A banana underscore and at banana <laughs> underscore and is our Twitter <laughs> You're handle you get the Pedro in no I'll just fight it all out I don't care <laughs> that's what it is banana and at banana underscore and and if people want to hit us up on the DMs and say, Hannah, I will pass life regress you on a podcast. Yeah. We're down with that. Yeah, Instagram too. Yeah, I'm Instagram. very good with well, what, Instagram. What, but, you know, you what can is message it? me I, I don't even know how the Instagram works. You how can do they send follow? direct messages on Instagram. No, but uh, what sh- do you have a handle on it or as it works? We're the Pedro and Banana podcast, shockingly. So you don't have a at or an and or a hashtag? No, or any you of that search. Stuff? No, we are titled the Pedro and Banana podcast. We're titled that on Twitter, but our handle is at banana underscore. If you and. search the Pedro and Banana podcast, that is what comes oh, up. Oh, yeah, I'm sure if you search that on, on Twitter, you can find it that way. 
if someone wants to like direct like tag us in something they go at the pedro and banana podcast oh no they have to say they left us i don't know yeah anyway just search the pedro and banana podcast on twitter on instagram and <laughs> say to hannah i will pass life regress you live on a podcast and we will see if she was indeed Joan of Arc. Thank you very much. Until next time, good night. <laughs> Tiger King! <laughs>